Hal in Genesis, July 20th. We are in the lobby of the hotel at the wedding, talking about new publications. I tell her about some thrillers and science fiction and horror and detective stories that I've been reading. She tells me about the more pretentious or literary books, the kind which I'd given up years ago to enter the flavor of the month club, as I like to call it. Some fool wrote 120 stories in a month and is trying to sell them as some sort of a deep product of his psychosis, using the accepted storytelling foundation of our culture as a basis. She explains. Like those 120 stories are supposed to represent how we think about stories about the length of a page. It reminds me of those great classics of world literature that they boiled down to a very brief summary to give some idea of the context that they have on world thought. Those were also a page long or less. How about you? What are you thinking about? I was thinking that I might like to read a book like that, or both books. You say they can condense war and peace into just a single page? Stop joking around. Most of the stories in this book are self-referential, or metafictional, or intertextual in some fool sort of way. Hasn't everyone already accepted the fact that metafiction was interesting for about a week? Some people just don't get it. I don't believe I've ever read anything so pretentious. It must have affected you greatly if you're so riled up by it. I still want to give these stories a look. It couldn't take more than a day to get through 120 stories if they're only one page each, yes? It's not that. Take this one story about a guy who comes back from his vacation and he's not the same guy. Of course he isn't. So what's left to discuss? He comes back from the vacation as a person who was murdered at his resort. And why not? The story is only a page, an insufferable page, but it ends just as anybody would expect it to. Well, how do you expect it to end? They catch the killer, or the killer gets away. Oh, grow up. I go into the wedding reception with her. I don't see her as often as I'd like. But I'm glad that I can see her occasionally. Not the same can be said of my other favorites sometimes, I'm afraid. We sit down in our assigned places across from each other and begin to play footsie. At least I hope that is her foot that I'm working on. The bride and the groom come in and I take a good look at my Uncle Chester. I haven't seen him for years, and I notice that he has changed completely. What was it that he used to look like? I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, 
I sip at my wine and think about the dinner that has been placed in front of me. I wish I had made it to the church ceremony. My uncle stands up and gives a speech. His voice is an octave higher than it used to be, with a slight foreign accent. This man sounds like a weenie. I look at his wife. She's certainly a different woman than the type my uncle used to date. I remember he once tried to pick up my mother at a party, his own sister-in-law. But this woman, she looks so desolate and cheerless. Not the type I'd expect he'd want at all. And she certainly looked nothing like my mother. I listen to the talk of the relatives around me as I keep my foot working. I can see that it's making some impact. Amazing about Chester, isn't it? Changing his name like that and all? I hate to talk ill of a man at his wedding, but I'm sure this has been on all of our minds. What do you think of it? He was never the same since he returned from that vacation in that Mexican resort. Yes, oh you know, they say that a man was murdered there. Yes, and how can it be that a week after he comes back from the trip, he takes the name of the murdered man and does everything that he can to look like that man? He throws out his wardrobe and only wears Hawaiian shirts. He stops smoking and drinking. He hunts down the murdered man's fiancée, a woman who claims she doesn't know him and begs her to marry him. Camps on her doorstep until she says yes. And even though all the neighbors are cops, she won't ask them to kick him out. He's gained 20 pounds since he came back too, and that was only a month ago. He's a totally different man. If I hadn't picked him up from the airport, I'd think that Chester had been the murdered one and somebody else came back in his stead. But that was him alright. And he sure looks like that corpse used to. I've seen pictures of the guy who got murdered. Maybe he stayed in Mexico. A third man was killed. And someone who looks like Uncle Chester came back in his place for cover. And because of his connection to the situation, tried to step into the shoes of his victim as a way of atonement. So, either Chester or his stand-in is the real killer, I suggest, trying to be helpful. Everybody looks at me, but nobody smiles. At that moment, the groom himself appears for toasts. He looks at me and winks, says, How is your book doing, Charles? 120 stories about something, I think. Under the table, I feel a kick. 